triples, and the Bears lead by 11. That voice of the Bears on Learfield IMG and uh, ESPN Central Texas, the flagship for uh, Baylor Athletics. Love calling, uh, you know, John got to call Sugar Bowl, and he has to turn right around to be ready to, to get back on the, the Bears beat and, uh, and, and cover that basketball. John, um, thanks for coming on with us. I know you just finished a show a little while ago and probably wondering why Mosley's uh, asking you to come right back on the air, but it is a place you've become very comfortable uh, in over the years, although not always comfortable when you're on with me, huh? <laughs> well, it's a thrill. It's a thrill of a lifetime to be on with you, Matt. You're highly listened to uh, five o'clock hour, so I really appreciate the opportunity to be on with you. It is uh, as you. I'm glad you said that, and uh, that's music to Barfield's ears as well. Very uh, highly listened to, <laughs> five p.m. hour. Uh, talking to John Morris, John. Before we get into the uh, the Baylor, Oklahoma, loved getting to see you on the new documentary that ESPN Plus is running called Our Time. And if you're not an ESPN Plus subscriber, uh, I would suggest getting on there. If for nothing else, you get to see some Baylor games uh, that aren't always on the uh, main ESPNs. And this is a really cool documentary. I think you'll like it. And, uh, John, when did you um, when did you start – when did they start taping with you? I mean, this this has to be – now, I guess the first one they could kind of tape a little bit in advance, but uh, uh, I thought you did a great job. But, man, you were you were one of the featured players. I have it, Melissa Smith, you, and Matthew Meyer, and then maybe we'll throw Nikki and Scott in. But y'all were y'all are the ones that are going to get your SAG cards after that showing. No, I, I think the order's wrong there. I, I think it's uh, Scott Drew, Nikki Collin, 1A, 1B, and then Matt Meyer, and then Melissa Smith, 2A, 2B, and then I'm <laughs> down the list, way down the list. Not featured at all, but uh, I thought it was really good. I thought it was, yeah. I couldn't wait to watch it because, like Aaron and I were talking about earlier today, I, I kind of like. Uh, you know, I like to see how the sausage is made and knowing how much. Uh, tape they had and how many interviews they had. I wanted to see how they weaved it all together, and I thought it was really, really well done. I, I was, uh, I was really pleased. I think this is going to be great for Baylor basketball, isn't it? I think it is. We got to get the women out of the COVID protocols, and uh, I, I guess it's. I mean, it, it, it's tough for Nikki. I got to say, I, I, I almost think, oh my gosh. Um, and you know, our friend Kim. I, from what I understand, they, she was approached a few years ago to do one of these things and said, no, no, thanks. Uh, I I think it's tough to ask her to. But again, she's going to do it for the program and it gets to highlight people like Nalissa. I mean, I didn't know Nalissa, uh, who's one of the best players in America, does watercolor. I mean, watercolor. I mean, those were and she did a really nice looking one to kind of take her mind off things. And then it was neat to get to see her talk to her parents. I mean, that stuff is really cool. And uh, so I, I think I think it will be good for for everyone. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I, I agree with you. I, I, so you had a chance to talk to one of the producers or directors of the hour time. Uh, John, what did you kind of learn? Are they going to – are they going to be sort of doing interviews, and how many how many parts will this be? And and like, will will it? How far will it go into this season? 
Yeah, it's 12 parts. So there's 12 episodes, and the first, and they'll drop every Thursday, so for 12 consecutive weeks. First one was yesterday, and if my math is right, that'll take you through March into April. So the timing of that wow. could be really, really good, you know, with this access. And uh, T.L. Fiedler is the, is the main director that's on the ground here and another, you know, full crew of folks that are here shooting. Uh, but they, you know, I think they've done a great job of coming in, coming in and getting a feel for both programs and a feel for the uh, personalities and the characters. And I, I just think it's really cool. You know, we uh, maybe take that for granted a little bit, being behind the scenes and in the locker room and in chapel and scout with these uh, teams. But, you know, uh, average fans don't ever get to see that. So I think it'll be great to spotlight what our what our coaches do, how our student athletes act, and you know they're so positive, and there's so many positive stories there. I just think that's great for fans to get that look. Now, does your office always look that nice, John? It looked looked very orderly in, on the uh, on this documentary. Did you kind of have to clean that up, or do you always keep a pretty clean office, pretty organized? Well. Well, it was a tight shot, so that's a good thing. And there was no makeup. I heard you ask that question earlier. There was no makeup involved. But that was one of the hey, that was one of the most interesting things I wanted to see on this first uh, show was what that shot looked like in my office because I never saw, you know, what the shot looked like. I was just looking into their cameras, and uh, uh, it came out okay. It, it wasn't a wide shot that so it shows how kind of junky my office can be. <laughs> <laughs> Talking to John Morris, who has uh, returned from Louisiana, he uh, had to fight some illness, and then he got back, and he got back broadcasting. Now, John, so no lingering effects as you started to call that game. Um, I, by the way, I've struggled lately. I went for my test about a week and a half ago, and I tested negative. But I, I've been having to drink hot tea, herbal tea. Once you kind of got over the uh, the the COVID, did you? Um, was your voice as strong as ever? Did it just come right back to you, or did you, did it feel a little different when you had to kind of get full-throated in that Sugar Bowl game? Yeah, that was the thing I was concerned about because, you know, home for 10 days and just felt, you know, after the first two or three days, I felt a little better and a little stronger every day. So that was nice. Thank the Lord for that. Um, but then, you know, when you got to hop on a plane and travel and hit the ground running there in New Orleans, I was a little bit worried about getting going again, but, uh, but felt good, slept, uh, really good on Friday night, you know, before the game on Saturday. And then we had all day to, you know, you didn't have to push it until later in the day. So uh, I think it, uh, uh, came back pretty strong and that was nice and made it home and just, I guess I'm a hundred percent. You're, are you saying your New Year's Eve uh, activities weren't quite as exciting as maybe some other Baylor fans? You kind of did you turn in a little early for, for did you not make it to the uh, dropping of the what is that the Saints what are, what's that what's the, what were they what are they yeah the floor de lee the floor de yes. I, I did yes. not see that yeah <laughs> JJ and his wife Lakeisha were our emissaries to go see that in person and and they did they saw it at midnight. I tell you what, I uh, made it to 11 p.m. Central Time, which was midnight in the east, and saw the ball drop in New York City. Nice. And that was the best I could do on New Year's Eve. Yeah, if you missed uh, talking to John Morris, voice of the Bears. Billy Porter had the uh, – he was the one performing at the uh, at that deal, and that was an interesting uh, – right over there by Jackson Square. What a beautiful view yeah. that is. Yeah. Golly, I love it. I, in fact um, – that's where I did my live reporting from the parade 
and uh, I stood atop that uh, footbridge there by Cafe Du Monde. I then got Lark and Tom some uh, about a dozen uh, beignets, and then I hoofed it back to be on for my show at four. And John, I was a little—I got to be honest—I was—I've been playing a lot of tennis, uh, but I was a little winded uh, through that experience. Now, uh, the the football game itself—what a cool! I mean, I, I don't know if you were like me. I, I thought, and I know you're in, you, you're looking at these things differently because you're in the middle of calling one of these games. But when it was when when Ole Miss got down there and looked like they were going to score, even if it was just a field goal, and it's it, they could have made it ten seven early in that fourth quarter, I'm worrying because I the offense was not really clicking. There was no passing game. That was, to me, I don't know how it felt like to you from the broadcast booth, but when he missed that field goal, I kind of had this moment where I was able to exhale and, and I thought, okay, I think we're okay now. That, that to me, felt like a, just an enormous moment in that ball game. Yeah, I agree. I mean, that definitely helped. And then, uh, you know, another interception, then another interception after that. So and the defense just won that game. And, and it really shows how complimentary this team was this year. One game, it's the offense. One game, it's the special teams. You know, we don't beat Iowa State without special teams early in the season. And we don't beat Ole Miss without the way the defense played on New Year's night. So uh, just a complete team. And when you need the defense to step up, they did. When you need Abram Smith to run like a madman, he does. And just, uh, you know, they just did what they needed to do and sort of did that all year, didn't they? To get big win after big win and cap it with a win over Ole Miss in the Sugar Bowl. Yeah, it was pretty awesome. Talking to John Morris, voice of the Bears, and um, it's uh, heady times for Baylor because uh, number one in the country in basketball and we are getting greedy, John, because, I mean, you can just – all you have to do is look at Twitter after one of these basketball games. And now it's getting to the point where it's like, well, that was too close. Why nah. did Baylor allow them to make that close? And I think that's going to help for, for down the road. They're not going to win every conference game. I thought last year's team had a chance before COVID hit just because they were wired that way. I mean, they just they, – they thought that would – I think they thought that would be pretty cool to just flat out never lose. Um, and, and this year's team just comprised a little differently. But I got to say, John, I mean, the, the Akinjo Flagler, I, I think the thing I'm loving is Akinjo's getting more and more comfortable running everything. He, he's really good passer. And then Flagler, I mean, those guys are just knocking down any kind of open jump shots. And, and, and Akinjo can even make a contested step back three. Uh, and then, of course, Cryer coming off the bench is a very capable shooter. I This team has plenty of scoring. I, I guess it'll be measured, much like last year's team, on can they be a great defensive team? Where, what are your thoughts on where this team is right now? Well, I think Adam Flagler is just starting to hit his stride. You know, he had 22 the other night, and uh, he had that hand injury early in the year that just kind of, it was his offhand. It wasn't his shooting hand, but I think it just kind of bugged him. You could tell. And so I think he is just now getting to where he's 100%. So that's good news for Baylor, and that's bad news for the rest of the league. And James Akinjo, you know, is a great distributor. He leads the Big 12 in assists, but he has shown he can score at a very high level. You know, 27 points two of the last three games. So he can score when he needs to. And you know L.J. Cryer can shoot lights out. 
He'll have better scoring games than he had against Oklahoma. So there's just all these different weapons again, and I, I would, you know, I, uh, I can't imagine opponents like TCU on Saturday, their scouting report on Saturday, you know, it's stick, stick your hand in one hole in the dike and that opens another one, and uh, Baylor's just got that many different weapons that it's got to make it tough to scout and uh, other teams to be prepared. Yeah, I, I, now let me ask you this, uh, John. Have you ever, in any kind of sporting activity or just a accident, have you ever chipped a tooth? We saw uh, Matt yeah. Meyer, and by the way, quickly on Twitter, some of our local dentists in Central Texas were offering their services to uh, to fix. I, you know, Matt, I bet I bet he's going to look at this as an NIL opportunity somehow. You know, with that tooth, <laughs> he, that's the way he's kind of wired. Uh, have you ever? Have you ever? Because I've had it happen to me uh, in a skiing accident. Have you ever had it happen to you? I have not. No, no, nothing that uh, probably nothing that physical for me to have anything <laughs> like that happen. But you know, back to the show, back to our time. They were on the spot. They followed uh, Matt back to the locker room when he ran off yeah. the floor, and then they followed him to the dentist after the game. So again, that's some access that uh, none of us. Uh, would ever have, you know, except for this uh, crew that's here doing this series. All right, John. I mean, I know you're going to continue to be featured. Twelve. I didn't realize there was that many episodes going all the way through March or April. At some point, would you send them over to the Mosley Show? I think we could provide some kind of fun uh, footage. Okay, I don't want. I mean, I want you to get most of the attention, but just just send us something at some point. I'd really appreciate it. Listen. Listen, I, I'm not looking for attention. Uh, I'm just along for the ride. Uh, and, and if they ask, Matt, if they ask, I yeah. will certainly send them your direction. Okay? Fair enough. I like how you phrase that. Uh, John, but only if they ask. That's right. That's right, John. That's the way John's going to go. Hey, uh, appreciate it. Glad you're back up to speed and uh, you sound great. And it's, uh, it's going to be a fun ride the rest of the way. Appreciate you, John. All right, man. Appreciate it. Thanks a lot. All right. There he goes. John Morris, the voice of the Bears.